You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of NFT 365. I think the idea of working in emerging, emerging tech or in this like early adoption uh, type environment can be fun. It can be exciting. It can uh, you know, feel like such an upside and an element of freedom. But there's some elements of like, have you ever had a bad boss or an inexperienced boss or a boss that gave you all of your budget and then took it away? I'll talk about what that looks like here in Web3 and even um, you know, some of the lessons and things we just have to take into account and some of the things we have to think about with the roles and the people that we need in Web3. But before we do so, uh, definitely give a shout out to our, our sponsor, the Crypto Business Conference. For all those that are looking to level up on all things Web3, NFTs, crypto, definitely check out the Crypto Business Conference. I'll talk a little bit more about that at the end of the episode. You know, it's, uh, you know, We've had a lot of things happening kind of on creative marketing with the Utes. Uh, and for those that aren't familiar with the Utes, uh, you know, <laughs> kind of taking over the NFT scene over the last, let's just say, week, you know, they, they definitely did a, you know, a different approach to uh, whitelisting or pre-approving. You know, you had to actually apply. Uh, Utes is, is actually from the founder of D-Gods, uh, which is you know, one of the top projects over on Solana. Utes is their, is their second uh, project. And, you know, I think one of the things uh, that's in- interesting about it is you had to apply to get, you know, you fill out an application to get put on the list to be able to mint it. And you're minting it with the the token that is called the dust token, which is the token um, that they've kind of launched, um, you know, kind of in and around uh, D gods and this Utes uh, project itself. But the reason I bring that up is, you know, there, one of the things we have to like look at of like, Sometimes we throw things around like, you know, like how innovative something is, right? And like, just because something is different doesn't mean it's innovative. And at the same note, just because something is being done really well right now in this early adoption phase doesn't mean that that's going to be the way of the future. And I think with products and services and software right now, that is a, it's a tough, this is a tough space uh, to know you know, where to, you know, like, you know, I, I, we could, we could jokingly say like, you know, it's hard to figure out, you know, what is the, you know, is Ethereum going to be the, the blockchain? Is it going to be Solana, right? Um, are we going to be using pre-mint style uh, lists, right? One of the things that I've been, you know, really wrapping my head around is like this choose your own adventure, you know, modular type NFT component. How does that change what we look at as far as marketplaces and how does that look at from data and, <clears throat> And, excuse me, and analytics around uh, the tools. And, and why I, I'm saying all that is, you know, working in Web3, one of the things that I think we have to just kind of own, right? We, we say this a lot, right? Google was the, <clears throat> was the 37th search engine, right? There was 36 search engines before them. And we talk about that from like an innovation or that, you know, being first isn't always the best. 
But think about all those people that worked for those companies that were like, oh my goodness, search engine optimization uh, with ads are going to be, you know, a, a powerful play. And, you know, when you jump on the, those companies and I even can tie this back to the, uh, early, the to the, the web, the, the web boom and then bust, right? The dot com bust, because I, I had some friends, I had a couple of friends that didn't go to college and made it out like a bandit, right? Like they just, they did amazing um, with, uh, you know, able to leave early, get attached to one of those companies, makes hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, even when the, the company went bust, they were already sitting pretty. So they were able to kind of turn that into their own startup and, and so on. But I have others that made like, you know, kind of calculated decisions and went all in on a couple companies where they took stock options. Um, and they were like, man, this dot com um, is just exploding. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in here. I'm going to jump in there. And they were playing that long play. And unfortunately, the short play cut them out at their knees. For some of those friends, for some of those people, they were left really um, stranded because they they were sacrificing their short term, you know, financial freedom, their short term titles of their job, believing in like what it was going to explode down the road. And and I say that because it's just something we have to be aware of in this Web three space is that you know I don't like the like the whole idea of like don't put all your eggs in one basket, but I think actually more so than that is really understanding like if you are looking to go full-time into Web3 or uh, you're going to launch your own NFT project and that's going to be what you're going to you know, maintain full-time, not only do you have to have a, a business plan for the project, but you really do have to kind of sit back and ask yourself, like, how am I going to prepare for the next bear market or a bear market that takes multiple mo- weeks or months to come out? How am I going to deal with a lot of the variables that are outside of our control like what if all of a sudden the blockchain that you're building upon is fudded or has like a major flaw or goes down? Like how are you prepared to not only adapt, but in many cases might have to take, you know, the budget that you had set aside for your own, you know, pay your own bills or be your own financial side, um, you know, and kind of cover that. The other part of this is that much like in the social media days, right? I remember like, you know, there was like this, there was this like happy spot of influencer marketing, uh, and I remember it was, it was like 2014, 2015 for me, where I had brands, you know, initially brands were like, I don't want to spend money on influencers. That doesn't make sense. Right. And we were doing things for free. We were going to these events. And then all of a sudden people were just throwing money at the idea of influencer marketing. And it became cool and sexy. And, and I, I will tell you, like, I mean, someone would say, you know, hey, we want you to come to our event um, for four days. We're going to pay you $20,000. The only thing we ask you to do is send out five tweets a day. Right. Like. Um, there were some really, just some really interesting times, but on the, you know, as more creators came into the space and as others wanted to come, you know, kind of knock down that door, there became this massive problem where people just wanted to start doing it for free because they were like, Hey, I want to get my foot in the door like those others did. And what we started to do is we started to have a race towards the bottom or a race to zero. And I feel that like this happened in the speaker industry as well, pre pandemic where, you know, just because you have a story or your local industry event, or maybe your mastermind, people said you were great at, at, you know, speaking in front of people, you know, it doesn't technically mean that you are a full-time professional speaker, but a lot of people, what I found was that there are people that were undercutting and I was getting people that had paid me a lot of money the year before come back and say, Hey, these three big names want to speak for us for next to nothing. Um, what, 
you know, what makes you the one that we want to, you know, pay for, right? And I believe, you know, part of that comes down to like, I don't blame those brands and those events for going with like the much cheaper option if they're, if the upside, you know, the ceiling was very similar. And so I say all of that because one of the things that I, I just think we have to talk about in Web3 is that we need to form like a little bit of this like alliance of knowing our own damn worth. And it goes beyond artists and their creator fee. It goes beyond NFT project founders. Like I'm going to say a bold, you know, a statement that's probably not a very popular opinion right now, but you know, I think we hold NFT project founders with too high of regards because for the great NFT project founders, their head is down and they are dialed in on their project 24 seven. And so what is their true knowledge or expertise across all other NFT projects, right? I think if you're looking for someone that you're like, hey, I want to collaborate with, I love the idea. But if you're looking for like an advisor or someone that's going to be doing some consulting, you're going to want people that have a breadth of experience and knowledge far beyond just one individual project or one individual mechanic. And I I put this tweet out earlier, right? There are a lot of people that talk about, well, Brian, I don't have a Solana wallet because Ethereum is the best, you know, for NFTs, And what I want to say back every time is how the hell do you know it's the best if you've never even bought a Solana NFT or on Tezos or on a, on a L2, right? And we just have to be very careful. And and I think that to me, this isn't like a negative piece, but it's more of like knowing there's a couple of things we just have to kind of uh, understand, right? We have to understand, you know, who are the people or what are we going to create or build that is going to help us stand out? Like what is our unique value proposition but here's the problem. Here's the thing that, and I've, I've made this mistake before. You have to make sure that your unique value proposition is also aligned with something that others value as far as paying money for what your value proposition is. And one of the things that scares me in Web3 is that, you know, it's, it's, it's actually, this is like a little bit of flashbacks. Maybe most of you don't know this, but, you know, like I came out of college, you know, originally going, you know, with a web design concentration. And when I came out of college, you know, the things that I knew around HTML and a couple other things um, really were almost determined worthless because there was these WordPress engines and some of these page editor engines that were able to really do what I did with actually even a higher success rate, right? right, Without, you know, yes, I could customize more. Yes, they were doing shortcuts that, you know, made web web pages slower. But one of the things that I found was that, like, I came out with a skill set that really people weren't valuing or willing to invest money in. And it wasn't because websites weren't popular, but it was because the, the, my expertise in websites was not the, the design component, right? Mine was the actual coding and the mechanics. And, and I liked that back end side. And so I say that because, you know, I just think one of the things about, you know, getting a job in web three or even working for a company in web three is we also just have to recognize that those companies can go boom or bust in a matter of weeks, days, or or even you know months alone. And and that you know I have some good friends that jumped in on a company a couple of years ago that you know I'm very familiar with, and they took all of their pay in the token that is associated with that company, and they are like, you know what, this company is backed by the right people. It's going to be massively successful. Uh, I'll take my pay there. I'll cover my bills with some of my runway. And then I'll be able to exit, you know, with this like massive win. Well, that coin associated with that company is now next to zero, right? And all of a sudden, you know, the hundreds of thousands of dollars just in their salary alone that they would have, you know, been able to accumulate, 
they're now you know worth maybe a hundred thousand dollars if they took out all of their token right now. And so that 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 is a piece of this. The other piece of this, and you, you can go back to that episode that I recorded a little while ago um, on negotiating your fees and you know getting a percentage of the mint and then a percentage of the secondary. You know, one of the things I heard was that you know people now because projects aren't minting out, they want money up front. And here's the here's the interesting part on that. If someone wants money up front because the they're afraid the project might not mint out. Are they the right person to advise you or consult with you? Right? Because I want money up front so that I can dedicate more time and resources and more of my, commit more of me to the project as it's minting out for whatever that looks like. And so there is something to be said about, you know, we have to really kind of understand where all these things come to come together. And we also have to just really be careful on who we talk to th- things about, right? I, you know, I, Unfortunately, you know, I've gone down this mistake uh, a couple times and, you know, it's sharing some things with a couple people that I was like, hey, this is something I might want to bring you into. And lo and behold, you know, they reach out to said project or said brand and they have an idea of what I would be asking to work with them. And they undercut it by a massive amount. And of course, that project or brand is going to go with them. And so for me, like that, you know, there's, it's easy for me to be, you know, frustrated or mad or, or pissed off about the way those things go down. But I can't, I, I, not only do I want to play the long game together, but like we can't go back into web two scenarios. And so I think knowing our value, knowing our worth, but also making sure that like, if you were aligning yourself with a project or company, make sure the things that they're exposing you to are worthwhile or things that you want to be exposed to. The other part of this, and this is actually maybe like, the thing that I've been noticing more so now than ever before, the number one skill set that is missing right now in Web3, in the NFT space, even in the content creator space, the number one skill set, are you ready for it? The number one skill set missing right now is leadership. Because leadership right now, and still, which is still you know mind-boggling, is that we looked at some people as leaders, not talking influencers or even you know thought leaders, talking about leaders because of the bag they hold or the NFT that's their profile photo or maybe the project that they launched you know last fall when so many projects were minting out you know by just sneezing. And so one of the things that we that I recognize is that you know for these for projects and you know we talk about this we say things like you know these can't be projects they need to be businesses right and we they have to think about these with a business plan and they have to build a team with a with the idea of doing what's best for like the greater good here's the thing why are we overlooking the concept of they have to be great leaders and i for one know like when I've, i i you know, i'm very blessed i i have not worked knock on wood for not one bad manager in my career Every manager I ever had pre, you know, becoming an entrepreneur has been a, a great manager. I'm like I'm, I know that I got lucky in that sense, right? But the the truth is, I also had leaders at every one of the steps that made it clear to me that their goal was to for me to take their job one day. And in some cases, they were like, "My goal is for you to for me to come work for you, Brian, one day." And a couple of them did. They ended up working for me under under what my my organization and team did. But that, that element of leadership, right? And I, you know, we can throw the Simon Sinek book in there, right? Like, Leaders Eat Last. Great book to read, definitely, or listen to. I, I did the audio book. But Leaders Eat Last is a great book that, that I think a lot of 
founders, a lot of project leads, a lot of software company leads really need to wrap their head around because, you know, it's not just about marketing. It's not just about hiring. It's not just about sales. It's not just about business plans, utility, and community. Like, let's, let's face it, like, for a project to have a great community and a great business, you have to understand culture. And for culture to, to thrive right now, you need people that know leadership, that understand leadership. And so in a way, as much as like, you know, I get hired or people are approaching me like, Brian, I want you to be an advisor for us. Brian, I want you to consult with us. You know, the funny thing about that is I think ultimately, yes, you know, we've been able to have a lot of experience here with the podcast, minting on different blockchains, working on all these different things. But I will say more so than anything else, one of the things that I'm very grateful with is I've, I've been a part and been, been included in amazing teams that had great leaders. And I've also had the opportunity to lead amazing teams, right? I relied, you know, multiple budgets of, you know, one of them at $19 million a year with a team of 32 direct reports and, and every one of them were older than I was, right? And like knowing those nuances, because this is something that I, you know, I think is really tough right now is, and I want everyone, I'm going I'm to I'm put this in two phrases, you know, two directions for everybody that's listening. If you are looking to get hired in Web3, or to work for a company or a product or services. Like I know Unstoppable Domains right now is hiring. I know there's a bunch of companies that are hiring right now. Really be careful and, and understand, like what does that leadership look like, right? And I, I, and I, I put this on every person that's, that's looking or getting interviewed. They need you as much as you need them. Therefore, you need to be prepared for what questions you need to ask them. You need to be interviewing them on just as much as you, they're interviewing you, right? How did they reach out to you? How, what does that negotiation look like? How are they respecting your time? What are the things that are kind of involved there? Because that is a, a massive, you know, tell of what's to come in the future, right? And the, the, the flip of that, right? So that's for those that are looking to get hired. The others that are right now that you're working with somebody or maybe you, you're, you have a co-founder or maybe you're launching your own NFT project, ask yourself, like, who are the mentors that you can look for that can help you, you know, lead and understand some of the tough things, right? Like, I mean, I, I've had to hire and fire some of my closest friends. And I actually had a, I actually had a, had a fire a friend before I turned 16 years old because uh, he was drinking at my family's frozen yogurt shop. And I vouched for that person. And my dad, you know, made me own that and said, okay, well, you vouch for them. It's now your, you know, your neck is on the line because they, that's why they work here, right? And and I, and I think these are all important characteristics because like until you've let somebody go, until you've parted ways, until you've understood that like that, you know, yes, removing, removing one person from a team can often be the magic that makes a team soar, right? Also, the idea of like, what does it mean when, hey, this person was best for us during this phase of our business, but where we are now, we no longer need that person or we need to work with that person. And so... I think that, that's a big piece of this. And the last thing I'll just throw out there, you know, during this early adoption phase, right, we have the hype curve. The other thing that we're going to see with more people getting in the space, right, as crypto and things change, there's something to be said about there's not a lot of people that are going to have a ton of experience in this, in this space. And we say this all the time, right? We're all just getting started. But let's also remember, because we're all just getting started, the idea of us being here for a year, how much weight does that really hold? And this is just me being honest. I actually don't think it holds that much weight because the NFT space has changed a bunch in that year. And yes, you can say you've seen it all and you've been a part of all these things, but have you ever dealt with an, a, a major 
L1 blockchain merging um, with live you know, utility and NFTs on it? The answer is no. But what's happening with the Ethereum merge is, is something that's occurring. And so one of the other last, you know, lessons I want to just kind of put out there is that one of the things that I had to learn in the early adoption like, world, it's, it's important to understand that just because you were here early or you bought this NFT or you were you know, part of something that you know, was successful a couple of months ago, it might get you hired today. But in six months and nine months from now, they want people that are experienced in the most recent time, not the ones that just have experience way back when, right? And it's, it's kind of almost like one of those things where, you know, Apple started hiring cloud developers, not people in the cell phone or the communication space, because they knew they were building for the future, which was cloud-enabled app development, and they really had a focus on that. So even someone that had mass experience in mobile phones and mobile uh, you know, t- uh, you know, networking was ultimately getting pushed out by those that had one-year experience in cloud computing because that one year of cloud computing is where they were going towards. And so I just put this out there for everyone that's kind of in this space. The, the last thing I'll just say is, you know, there's, I, I have my own opinion on entrepreneurship. I don't believe everyone should be an entrepreneur. I don't believe everyone's skill set is built for an entrepreneur. Uh, I believe Web3 is perfect for those that of us that have ADHD, that are neurodiverse. But I would argue that entrepreneurship is not. Because a lot of the things that don't give us a dopamine hit, a lot of the things that aren't sexy or fun or uh, that are easy to prioritize are things that you must do as an entrepreneur. And that makes that very hard. And so what I, what I want to say to this, and this is something that I think just, just needs to be said more, I actually don't know if we need more people creating their own NFT projects. Rather, we need more people partnering, coming in as co-founders, coming and collaborating with existing projects or projects that are currently being built. We also need that from a content creation perspective. We can't expect us to always be building from scratch. We need more people to come into our teams. We need to build upon what we have. And, I, and that's just a little alpha here, what we're doing here in the podcast, you know, as we you know, talk about season two coming up. You know, for me, a lot of this is about you know, what can we do now on top of what we've built and who can we bring in? What are the, what are the people, the resources, the, the projects? What are the, the, the entities of media leaders that we want to include as we move forward? And so it's exciting about getting into Web3, but it's also, you know, just like with entrepreneurship, right? There are, you have to have a strong gut. You have to be prepared for a lot of the, the ebbs and flows where one day you're riding high because everything has gone well. And the next morning you wake up to someone saying they're not going to pay your invoice to net 60. And all of a sudden you have to figure out how are you going to pay your employees and your, and your team and, and things that go on there. And those are things that are not easy. They are not fun, but they are the, the ugly side of a lot of this that we just don't hear very much about. And that includes things like invoicing and taxing, taxes and negotiating, you know, uh, buyouts and dealing with, you know, uh, lawyers with IP and such. And so I'm not saying any of this to caveat people. I love, we need all of everyone that's listening to this. We need your skill set. We need your knowledge. We need your perspective in the Web3 space. But that doesn't always have to look like going all in or putting all of your eggs in the basket of web three, or in some cases it can be, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to master this component of web three, but I also know that this skill set will continue to emerge and grow as we push forward, right? Blockchain development, understanding smart contracts, the, those, you know, the front end, back end development that we are seeing, you know, across, uh, NFT, 
NFT projects, tokenomics, um, some of that, those things. I mean, we haven't even touched the surface there. And so I think there's lots of great opportunities ahead, but I think it's also just important for us not to go blindly into things in Web3, especially when it comes to our livelihood. How are we going to pay bills if all of a sudden there's no secondary market? How are we going to pay bills if all of a sudden you know, my wallet's drained and I'm you know, kind of stuck? These are all things we have to factor in, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, you can show up to our, you know, the event that will be there at Crypto Business Conference. You know, you're looking to partner with people, or collaborate with people, or you know, ask questions uh, to some of the leaders that are on stage on how they built their team and what are the skill sets they look for, and and how did they identify some of these things. Definitely check out the Crypto Business Conference. Uh, you just go to socialmediaexaminer.com/nft365. You can check us. Check them out. My team will be there. I'm excited to be a part of that great event. Um, and then I'll, I'll lastly say this, you know, the other part of, of Web3 is that be very careful on what contracts you sign, but please make sure that you're signing contracts because as much as good people do great things and, I, and I'm all for we is greater than me, there are a lot of people that when money gets involved, a simple handshake is not going to cut it and they're going to maybe show a side of them you've never seen before. And in most cases, we just need to protect ourselves, both parties. And so that it's not awkward, it's not funky, it's not final. And I learned that the hard way in poker because I had some amazing opportunities in pokers that were that were that really came down to handshake opportunities and handshake deals. But when it came down to it, the people that needed to you know kind of hold up their end of the bargain were were willing to kind of jeopardize that handshake and to push me away. Because of you know the money and the financial component in front of them, so please be be very aware of that. Understand the power importance of you know signing a contract, you know making sure you're entering into agreements that make sense, and really protecting yourself, protecting the other person, and you know doing hopefully what is best for you know all parties involved. So until tomorrow, my friends, make it a great day. Cheers. The Mint 365 Collection 100-Day Countdown is on. We're counting down to November 11th when we'll auction off all 365 NFTs as one collection, including a custom mosaic of all the art. Want to bid on this one-of-a-kind Web3 time capsule? For details, keep listening to NFT 365. If you found this helpful, let us know by leaving a review. Like, subscribe, share, and do all of those good things. We are greater than me, and as always, the show is over.